Hey guys, welcome to the Cold Showers and Budget Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Wheeler, and I'm just I'm recording this on December 31st, 2020. The year is 99.8% over. And if you, like I, have lived in calendar year 2020, you can recognize this has been a crazy year. Um, I've got plans for celebrating the, the new year coming in, but I told a couple of my friends that I'm going to celebrate the end of 2020 by burning something. I've, now, I live in a city, so I don't have a place where I can burn a lot of stuff. Probably if I lived in the um, country, I'd print out a bunch of calendars of 2020, and I would burn, uh, I would just rip out pages one at a time and just throw them into fire and just watch them disintegrate. Uh, that would be so cathartic. But uh, I don't live in the country, so I'll probably light a candle tonight and just pretend that the candle is a calendar burning and that will be how I'm going to watch something burn. Man, I've missed so many things. I have taken so many things for granted. Uh, traveling, hugging people, uh, seeing people's smiles in public. And man, I've taken like even mental health and motivation for granted. Um, there have been times where I've woken up this year and I've said, man, it just feels good to feel good. Like I have, I just taken granted that like there used to be a time when I woke up every day and just felt great about myself. Um, so looking back at 2020 and looking forward to 2021, I've tried to build three New Year's resolutions for 2021 to address some of the issues that have developed in my own life in 2020. And I'm going to share them with you and maybe you can pick and choose some things that you like uh, and apply them to your own uh, experience in 2021. So the first New Year's resolution I have for myself is that I'm not going to tell anybody in 2021 that I'm too busy. Um, there are two reasons when I think about it that I tell people that I'm too busy. First is I've been slacking off, and rather than telling the person I'm slacking off, I'd rather tell them that I was busy. Uh, people don't usually ask you for follow-up when you tell them that you're busy, and even when they do, you'll talk about one thing, but to be honest, like... We, we, most of us still have time and we're just trying to hide behind an excuse when we say that I'm too busy. Uh, I spent way more time on social media this year than I have ever before. I've spent way more time sleeping this year than ever before. I've spent way more time with video games this year, way more time watching TV this year. And so to be honest, if I told you this year that I was too busy, uh, I owe you an apology because I lied to you. And I'm sorry about that. And in 2021, I promise you, my resolution is if you ask me something, I'm not going to say I'm too busy. Now, I won't say yes necessarily, but I will at least have the decency not to tell you that I was too busy. Um, the second reason why I've said I'm too busy in the past is because usually I'm trying to avoid an uncomfortable situation rather than confronting the facts. Um, like I said, like when people said, hey, why didn't you do this before? Uh, rather than telling people I was a poor steward of my time, uh, yeah, I just pretended I was busy. Or if I don't like a person's idea uh, and I could help them with it and I do have the resources to help it, I sometimes try to dodge the fact that I don't want to tell them that's a bad idea by saying I'm too busy, which is actually also selfish, right? Because I'm trying to like, I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to like recognize that they failed and I had a chance to perhaps steer or nudge them or give them some sort of feedback that could have pointed them in the better direction. So a couple things that I'm going to do uh, to say, instead of I'm too busy, I'm going to give you a quick little list of four things that I wrote down. These are going to be some go-tos for the next year. I don't have the bandwidth. 
uh, instead of saying I have too much of something, like I'm too busy, I have too much business, uh, I'm going to say that I lack something. I don't have the bandwidth, uh, which is, I think, much more honest and is an easier way to, it's, it's, a, it's a more polite and dignified way, I think, to say no. Uh, another thing I'm going to say is I can't help you right now, but let me put you in contact with someone who can. I'm also going to say, you know, this isn't a priority for right now, uh, and I wouldn't do a good job were I to help you. Um, and I, and this project of yours deserves a hundred percent. And I'm also going to say, you know what? I really like X, Y, Z about what you just said, but maybe we can consider doing this other thing instead of what you said, which still accomplishes this X, Y, Z. Uh, so that still affirms their idea and affirms their plans and their desires. Uh, and I'm not committing to what they said, but I'm giving them an alternate option where we can, it's, it's something that I would feel more comfortable with that we can do together. Right, so that's resolution number one. Resolution number two for 2021, no difficult conversations over text or email. Uh, I've got six different things to say about this. First, it takes me forever to type out a response to a difficult text or a difficult email. I just don't have the time for it. I'd rather do it over a phone call or a Zoom call or in a meeting. Second, difficult conversations absolutely require 100% active listening from at least one of the parties. And it is so hard to do active listening on a text message or email, right? Like if I... If, if you sent me an email, uh, how, would, how would you know that I was like actively listening to you, right? Um, there's just no way. Uh, people really need to have someone to listen to. They needed it in 2020. They're going to really need it in 2021. So do the person a favor. If they're feeling hurt or if they're in need of uh, someone to guide them through something or to reconcile, do not reconcile over text. Do not reconcile over, a phone, uh, over uh, email actually reconcile in some medium where the person can know that you are actively listening to them. Third, um, in a difficult conversation, there's two elements, right? There's the person and there's the rhetoric, the argument, the logic. And what is actually the key to resolving these issues is for the two people to recognize each other's humanity not to focus on the words and the rhetoric and the spelling and the punctuation, right? But when you, do a when you do a text message or an email, you kind of divorce the issue from the humanity and you try to just communicate and represent the entire issue in words. When you do it over a phone call or a Zoom call, you can see the person's face. So yeah, no difficult conversations over text or email, do it in a way where you can affirm the person, not the argument. All right, number four, this is related. It's almost the same thing, but there is no body language or intonation in an email. Unless you use tons of emoji or if you take a picture of your face as you're sending the email, but it's just so much better to have it some sort of way where you can, like the person can hear that you're crying. The person can hear that your lip is quivering. The person can see that you're shaking over a phone call uh, or over a, a Zoom call. Uh, it's really important when you have these conversations to be able to communicate all the body language and the eyebrow movements and the other things. All right, fifth, um, there are some folks that just don't want to call you. There are some folks that just don't want to be around you, uh, but they will plague you with text messages and emails. And one of the things that is, uh, social scientists suggest has increased the amount of depression and anxiety is that it used to be that a bully could only bully you on the playground while you were on the playground. But when we all started carrying around uh, phones uh, and everybody had a personal laptop, 
people could like say things to you on social media. They could send you emails. They could send text messages to you. And there was no escape. Like bullies just like chased you everywhere. And there was no escape. Um, if the person doesn't want to engage you by a phone call, just give yourself permission just not to respond. So, I mean, what, I, what I'm planning on doing is if they email me and text me with a problem, I'll call back, leave a voicemail, say, hey, this seems to be bothering you. It's bothering me too. My resolution for the year is not to do any difficult conversations over text or email. Um, I'd love to sort this out for you, but it's going to have to be in person or over the phone. Uh, and if they if they don't want to engage, that's their loss. And I'm going to have to give myself permission not to be upset over the text and to recognize that I set a boundary, they weren't willing to respect that boundary, and that they're going to have to move on, and I'm going to have to move on. Um, the final point is if I have to put something in writing, I'm going to do it in a letter that I write with my hand. Um, there's a whole field of science called graphology. Some people might call this pseudoscience, but I think it's really cool, uh, where they actually show that there's a link between your personality and your mood and your handwriting. And so even if you cannot communicate a facial expression, uh, you can still communicate something about your mood in the text message. And you don't have to be a, an expert uh, in psychology uh, to be able to pick up some of these cues in writing. Uh, there's something when I was in high school that seemed decent and dignified about breaking up with a person over a handwritten letter versus breaking up with a person over a text message. Even though both of those are writing, there seemed to be something a little bit more personal about a letter, whether it was the handwriting or whether it was the fact that the person actually had to walk to your locker to either hand it to you or to slip it through the vents into your locker that said, I, you still have the dignity of a human being to receive this letter, and it doesn't need to be texted to you wirelessly or emailed to you from a distance. Resolution number three is I'm going to journal every single day. Even if I just write today was a 7 out of 10, I am going to put something down into a journal, whether digital or on paper, that I reflected a little bit about my day and that I forced myself to ask myself, Jonathan, how are you doing? Um, my only rule is going to be that I'm not going to allow myself to tell my journal I'm too busy today uh, to write down the journal. I'm going to actually, I'm going to force myself, if I don't have time to journal, I'm going to force myself to write that excuse into my journal uh, that it can't be, and it can't be I'm too busy. Another reason for writing stuff down is that kind of gives you closure when it comes to something that you're thinking about. Um, if you had something stressful or unusual or weird happen to you that day, a lot of times it's easy to worry about it indefinitely. There's a Russian uh, psychologist named uh, Bluma Zegarnik, Z-E-I-G-A-R-N-I-K. And she was studying waiters and waitresses and found that as long as an order had not been paid, that is, there was no closure on it, the waiter or waitress could recall all of the details about the order, the substitutions, how many things, who ordered what. But when it was paid for, all of that stuff left the mind and the mind was free to think about something else. Uh, so it is with the different things that happen to us in our day-to-day -day life, until you have a chance to bring closure to it, it's hard to free your mind up. And by journaling, you're able to capture all of the emotions, grab onto them, transcribe them onto paper, and that takes all of the emotional turmoil in your mind, moves onto paper so that what's left in your mind is more capacity to focus on the other things. 
so it's kind of like, you know, mopping the floor and you're, like journaling can kind of be thought of like mopping the floor of your kitchen or cleaning off the counter space, uh, organizing your desktop. It's a, it's a chance for you to, you know, declutter the mind, bring closure to those things so that you're more capable of handling stuff in the future. And the final thing is that writing things down on a journal is kind of like a, uh, you know, a free psychologist for yourself. Sometimes uh, people don't want to go to other humans to talk about issues because they don't want to burden them, whether it, you know, sometimes it's just that we know that other people are busy uh, and you don't want to, you know, talk to them about every little thing in your life. But sometimes you might be really ashamed of something and you need to process it on paper before you can go to a person. Um, I also find sometimes when I journal, I'm able to articulate things uh, to other folks in my daily life more effectively because I've already articulated it all once on paper or in my journaling app on my phone. But I'm going to tell myself this year that every single day I have to journal. I'm not going to let myself get off the hook. I'm going to tell myself, even if I type like five or six words, that will count as a journal entry, just as long as I am getting in the habit of every single day, giving myself an opportunity to declutter, to reflect, to ask myself, Jonathan, how are you doing? And over time, it will also give myself an opportunity to reflect and see if I've had like long negative streaks and perhaps correlate that with other stuff that was going on in my life uh, just for a continual improvement type thing. So these are my three resolutions for the year, namely never tell someone I'm too busy, no difficult conversations over text or email, and three, write in the journal every single day. I'd love to hear uh, more about what you guys think about these three uh, resolutions. Maybe give me modifications, pushback, feedback, uh, or resolutions of your own. Uh, I hang out on Twitter. My handle is John doesn't tweet, J-O-N doesn't tweet. So feel free to uh, reach out to me there and I will catch you guys on the next episode.